You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. Today's a big day. Americans march for Israel, march to free the hostages, march against anti-Semitism. It is at the National Mall from 1 to 3. Gates have already opened, and uh, I hope that they have a million people there. Uh, I doubt that the uh, media will cover it fairly, but this is big. This is a giant middle finger to uh, the left-leaning bastions in our country and this uh, inorganic, uh, anti-Israel, pre-loaded, already bought and paid for uh, uh, uprising. And it's only happening in uh, in big cities, really. It's not happening uh, where I live. It's not happening where you live. Uh, it's where people can live in uh, cushy academia and get away with it. They would never try to bring that to uh, a small town, as Jason Aldean said. They would never try to bring that crap to uh, to uh, the uh, the average citizens because we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't stand for it. We wouldn't uh, stand for it. Oh, here's the here's I guess the bad news for today, and I you know. I just want to. My heart goes out to those who thought that uh, Mitt Romney uh, could be on a presidential ticket again, and the possibility of being with uh, Joe Manchin, uh, which is about as desirable as uh, epoxy ice cream as a flavor. Epoxy. I use that because uh, they're, they're two things together uh, apart. They're completely worthless. Together, they become something very sticky that's hard to get rid of. <laughs> But Mitt Romney says he is uh, he's standing down and will not launch a presidential bid, which is just sad for the eight people who wanted to see them run. And yeah, this is Jim Gossett. My name is Mitt Romney. He's done. My Senate career a catastrophe. Voted to Joe Manchin, Trump. he's the guy for me. What a great team we will be. Well, what's that? Cause we've got a losing ticket. Oh, yeah. A couple of losers ticket. Don't have a chance. Manchin knew he couldn't win in West Virginia. Not again. So with Mitt, he's throwing in a pair of liberal men. Cause we got a losing ticket. We've got a losing ticket. A stand of fork in his ticket. Mitt and and honestly uh who the hell even considered that it's like it's like uh, the same people who said chris christie should run i mean what a colossal waste of money and by the way the reason why chris christie is running is because he's being a d-word that's why he's running he he knows he doesn't have a chance he's wildly unpopular and he's a rhino from hell uh who's uh you know spent his time off on cnn never had a chance it's just hubris. That's what it is. It's hubris. He thinks he's more than he is. He's never going to be popular. He's done. Fini. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, you know, sorry if you would, uh, you might want to go out and scrape off. <laughs> scrape off those Romney bumper stickers that <laughs> have been on your car. When did he run? I can't even remember. I know I was embarrassed that I voted for him. It was uh, kind of what I was stuck with. So, anyway, um, 
I don't know what is what this is all about. I, I was sent this by a few people. What could go wrong? Biden administration considering giving Iran access to another ten billion dollars. If this is true, uh, I mean, we got to shut down Washington D.C. I mean, literally, you got to have a million people go to Washington D.C. and peacefully protest on the mall. I mean, after this one, and just uh, do their level best to shut down uh, commerce in Washington D.C. Because honestly, uh, ten billion dollars they did unfreeze uh, six billion dollars as part of that uh, that thing. But apparently, uh, the uh, the Biden administration may approve a sanctions waiver on uh, well uh, today that will allow Iran. Uh, to access at least $10 billion in previously frozen funds held in Iraq. If this is the case, and I mean, we're right there, we already kind of know that we have any enemies with it, that would solidify it. So we will see. Uh, you know, and, and in case you didn't know, um, Andrea Mitchell over the weekend, she is still towing the line that Israel bombs hospitals just to bomb hospitals. Uh, we know that Jake Sullivan of the State Department has said that Hamas is embedded in hospitals. Everybody knows it. And then yesterday, an IDF uh, military member went to Hamas home of one of the leaders right next to an elementary school and then went to a hospital and under the hospital found the weapons stash and where people were held hostage. But here is uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is saying that, uh, well, we shouldn't go after the hospital. He's saying that we should not, uh, that, that uh, Israel should not go after the hospital even though it's being used as a Hamas base. Okay, here he goes. He's going to try and muster a thought. The president's been answered, guys. The hospital in Gaza. The hospital was in Gaza. Have you expressed any specific concerns to Israel on that, sir? Well, uh, you know, I uh, have not been reluctant in expressing my concerns that's going on. Um, and it's my hope and expectation that uh, there will be uh, less intrusive action relative to the hospital. Uh, we're in contact, and we're with... Well, they've already told him you got to uh, evacuate the hospital. Uh, with the Israelis. Also, there's an effort to uh, uh, take this pause to deal with the release of prisoners, and that's being negotiated as well with the Qataris that are engaged, and uh, so I remain somewhat hopeful. But the hospital must be protected. The hospital must be protected, yeah. Hospital must be protected. Well, here's the IDF video of the uh, hospital and the Hamas home next to the next to the elementary school. This is the backside of the hospital. Hamas used this hospital. Tonight we have entered into this building. I will show you the evidence. Let's enter into the hospital. We are now we are now in the area of the basement of the hospital. I want to show you a room where we found all the gear, the operational gear of Hamas. Yeah. This kind of gear is a gear for a major fight. These are explosives. These are vests, vests with explosives. Yeah, it's a body vest for terrorists to explode on forces. Among hospitals, among patients, we have hand grenades, Kalachnikovs, and then we have the RPGs. People shooting RPGs from hospitals. This is Hamas, firing RPGs for hospitals. The world has to understand who is Israel fighting against? Now, the great thing about this is when Israel completely obliterates Hamas, and that's what I gathered from interviews I saw with Benjamin Netanyahu last night. That's what they're going to do. And no amount of caterwauling from the left and no amount of uh, temper tantrums and whatnot are going to change that. They're going, to, uh, they're going to eliminate Hamas from the planet. 
when that happens, the the people of uh, Palestine, or whatever you're going to call Gaza, Palestinians, it's a made-up term anyway, by the way, uh, uh, then, then they're going to have to decide where they want to go, what they want to do. But there will never be another territory within Israel that's run by Hamas. Hamas is gone. They're going to be gone. There's still a lot of fighting to do. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of fighting to do. But... Uh, they got to do something. Last night, uh, my friend uh, Eric Bowling had a, uh, a wonderful guest on to talk about Israel and, uh, and uh, uh, who's going to save Israel in this country if the left won't. Anti-Semitism is absolutely on the rise. But I also have to say, as I've been saying on your show for a while now, it is a slander on America to suggest that American Jews are not safe here in this country. The problem is very located and concentrated in America in the elites in the Ivy Leagues and in the people who come out. Remember what I told you? I said that this does not, these protests do not speak for America. I told you these were in small liberal bastions. They're able to cobble together these protests. They're able to pay enough people and then get a much of useful idiot children to go out and spew crap because they don't know what they're talking about. I shared yesterday, there was an idiot saying, from the from the uh, uh, river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And the guy said, which river and which see she had no idea just like uh, the guy who called last hour tony from woodlawn was ready to spew a bunch of crap and i shot him down with i don't know uh, facts. Out of that elite university system, it is not like in Europe where you're seeing this wellspring of hundreds and thousands of working class people taking to the streets. No, in America, the anti-Semitism is very, very, very tightly correlated yep. with whether you have an elite college degree. Yep. And the problem is, is that the college educated elites have concentrated who's allowed to have the American dream based on whether you go to college. That is the problem, is that we are going to be saved by our working class who didn't go to college That's and right. we owe it to them to make sure that they can have access to the american dream for the good heartedness that they are going to bring to this issue to save america what i tell you what i tell you i said homeboys and hillbillies we're all coming together because we've all been abused we've all been uh, usurped and uh, we all still love America. 76% of us feel the country's in the go going in the wrong direction. 76% of us believe we can save it. And 76% are not down with this nonsensical anti-Semitic bullcrap going on in places like New York City. Uh, Carl Higby is a uh, veteran. Carl Higby is on Newsmax. And uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, Carl Higby was injured uh, physically. I don't know about, uh, you know, anything else. I know that he saw a lot of combat. And like so many veterans came back, uh, resumed their lives, covered up emotional and physical scars. And he, like so many, are profoundly hurt by Joe Biden getting us out of Afghanistan and taking all of the suffering that several generations of soldiers went through and gold star families and flushing it down the toilet i want you to listen to my man carl higby on newsmax I strap in folks this is probably going to make the left freak out but i'm going to say it anyway if i gave this monologue though the day after 9 11 nobody would have questioned it whatsoever now mark my words the same people who are just tore down american flags in new york city on veterans day no less yeah. are going to try to call me bigoted for it Oh, oh, my, have we forgotten, folks. Oh, I'd love you to tell him, tell him that to his face. I, I've been by him. I wouldn't mess with him. It's become somewhat of a cult that supports terrorists here in America, like Hamas, or terrorists. 
They're a radical spin-off of the Muslim Brotherhood, yet people are in favor of them openly in the streets. Their supporters are tearing down our cities and college campuses. They're chasing people into libraries that need to be barricaded in. This happens here in America. Yeah. And no one seems to be doing anything about it. Certainly not the White House. Mm -mm. So let's flash back to the Cold War for just a second. If you espoused communist views, you were likely arrested. And for whatever flaws this movement had, it certainly had its merits. Communists were hell-bent on destroying America back then, and we took it very seriously. Not so much anymore. Now it's basically taught on college campuses. But the threat of radical Islam is far greater than communist ever was. So during the Cold War, there was an element of mutually assured destruction that held both sides, you know, America and Russia, from launching an attack at each other. We don't have that in this context. No, because Hamas is fine martyring themselves. I don't know if you knew this. I'll just share. There was a big uh, explodey thing for you uh, really young Gen Z liberals. Uh, there was an explodey thing that happened in New York City on September the 11th of 2001. And uh, 3,000 Americans were murdered, many of them jumping to their deaths or crushed and burned to death in two big buildings because of the explodey thing. That was caused by radical Islam, which is uh, who you are promoting when you, uh, you, when you say that uh, from the, Israel, uh, from the uh, river to the sea, uh, Palestine will be free. Thought you should know. It's not going to do any, any good because you're an ignoramus, and you know, I'll just tell you that anyway. You're not being taught in school. Uh, let's move on. I've got some other things I want to get to. The cocaine, the cocaina uh, in the White House that the FBI conveniently got rid of with no evidence, no questioning and whatnot. Well, there's pictures of it now. More details on the, uh, the cocaine found in the White House. While Hunter Biden, the biggest cocaine addict in the United States, the most famous, was living there. But they're not connected. No. Shh. Don't say that. Anyway, that's coming up. Your phone calls welcome 800 922 to 6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Former Obama advisor David Axelrod uh, gets called a P. Rick. By Joe Biden for questioning his mental acuity, which is obvious to all of us. He has dementia. So I'm not even going to couch it anymore. The president has dementia. Shut up. Honestly. Prove me that he doesn't have dementia. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me he doesn't have dementia. What a lie. Just a giant. It's, it's, it's almost as absurd as thinking that cocaine found in the White House while Hunter Biden uh, was there uh, could not be related to his presence in the, in the White House. It's really amazing. They found this uh, cocaine, and then they hit it, and the, uh, the Daily Mail got pictures of the cocaine. Apparently, the cocaine wasn't very good cocaine. You'd expect better in the White House, right? You'd expect, you know, it's white, you know, and everything. And, and we had, uh, you know, Hunter Biden living there. You'd think that you would be able to buy some serious coke, I don't even know what, you know, I watched in the 70s, I used to watch when I was a little boy TV shows, and what was it, Harrow and his horse, that was, his horse, man, yeah, the cops would call it, it coke, and they'd dip their thumbnail in it, and they'd go, oh yeah, that's real. Well, anyway, apparently uh, nobody did that, <laughs> and, uh, and it had cocaine and baking soda in there. I think also Pop Rocks, there might have been some Pop Rocks in there, but here he is. <laughs> 
Here is the, uh, this is Jesse Waters last night talking about the massive investigation that was never conducted, uh, considering that cocaine was found in the White House for the very first time in history, while the first son of the United States, a known cocaine addict, was living there. The White House tried blaming construction workers for bringing the blow, but construction workers don't have access to the West Wing. Nah. Only White House staff, first yeah. family, and family and friends. That's huh. it. That's weird. The Secret Service and FBI closed their investigation after 11 days. Ah, uh, what? Narcotics left in the White House. The Secret Service said there were 500 suspects. Nobody was interviewed. Nah. And then they closed the investigation. Huh. The Secret Service says there was a blind spot where cubby number 50 was. It was an entire cabinet. Cubby 50 was right in the middle of it. It looked like all those bowling lockers when you go bowling. Okay. Or to the gym. Cubby number 50 is right smack <laughs> in the middle of yeah, the cubby yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting blind spot. And we FOIA'd the footage, and the Secret Service said that's classified. And the key to Locker 50 is missing. Oh, weird. Now, if you find the key, you find your man. Wouldn't that be crazy if they did this? We either have the, the biggest idiots in the history of law enforcement working for the FBI, or they're corrupt. I think it's a combination of both. Let's go to John in Baltimore. Hello, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just shaking right now. I'm so um, completely outraged of these Republicans that voted against the impeachment uh, of this Mayorkas. Um, he's a demon. Oh, yeah. Okay? He, is, he is a demon. And uh, I really think that these guys are getting paid off by the cartels. I, I've thought that for a long time. Uh, if we're not going to stick together, I, I, I just don't even feel like voting anymore. I, I, I mean, uh, it, it, it's they, they, they stuck it to us on the Green New Deal vote. I think 18 of them voted uh, for that piece of crap. And now we got the nine stabbing us in the back. If you can't impeach this guy, I, I don't know what – I'm at wit's end. I don't know what to do. I know, John. I know, John. And you know what else really pisses me off? You could get fired for anything. And it takes for, as we watch our country descend and die, as we watch people in our government who are enemies of the state, Alejandro Mayorkas is the enemy of the American people. And if we can't get rid of this jackass, then what the heck can we do? That's why I'm saying we can't rely on Washington, D.C. They don't care about us. They don't care about black people. They don't care about white people. They don't care about Hispanic people. They don't care about anybody. They're actively working to replace all of you by opening that southern border that's what they're doing john and and i want to hear i think the republican party has some splaining to do seriously because the american people are fed the hell up and a revolution is afoot not a violent revolution but clearly a revolution what i would suggest john we are going to be going we are going through tribulations but I'm telling you, enlightenment will follow, and you need to stay focused. You can't get so outraged every day by everything, realize they're pushing our buttons, and these are distracting. Stay as focused as the founders, John. Hang in there. I'll try to get the answers on this. I appreciate your phone call. 
I am not sure what's going on. If there are these Republicans who are concerned that it's going to take away from the budget negotiations, involvement in another impeachment, whatever, there should be another way. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a hearing where Alejandro Mayorkas has come to testify, and I would like to see the sergeant at arms arrest him, haul him away in handcuffs until his trial, until his military tribunal. I'm not screwing around. What has happened on the southern border is endangering all of us. And if you can't see it in America's cities right now and on college campuses, you never will. He needs to be arrested. Arrested. Put in in irons and taken off. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. guest in one second here, John Burnett, first vice chairman of the New York GOP. But first, a little bit of a music number from Jim Gossett on the Rob Carson Show. Start spreading the news. Postmaster, right there. Start leaving today. It's when you talk up to the vocals of a song. It's, yeah. Illegals don't have room for you Ugh. here in New York. in the Roosevelt. Nowhere else left to stay. Used to be a pretty good hotel. To remain here spells doom for you. I mean New York. That Mayor Adams has had to eat a lot of crow. (laughs) The fact he welcomed you here wants no one to know. Well, they do now. These illegal blues. He got served. Means that you can't stay. You shouldn't complain about illegal immigration. Or you'll tear out the heart of it. New York, New York. The liberals lured you there to you. It wasn't fair still. John Burnett, it's not very often that uh, guests get a musical number intro. That's kind of a big deal, bro. That's a really big deal. How, <laughs> how, how are you, bud? Excellent, excellent. I'm going to start spreading the news and spreading yes. the song. Let me ask you this. Um, the, the Carl Higby last night in, on, uh, on Newsmax talked about the, uh, the Hamas, essentially pro-Hamas rallies in New York City, and he was crestfallen. He spent nine years of his life kicking indoors in Afghanistan and Iraq and killing terrorists. Uh, can you imagine, I mean, can you believe that this is happening in New York City 22 years after 9-11? I cannot imagine it uh, for so many reasons. Namely, at any time in history, we should not have this level of illegal immigration, but especially now, when working class families, I don't care what color you are, I don't care where you're from, whether the inner city or rural areas, everyone is having a hard time under Bidenomics. Yeah. Uh, And and, and, and it's, it's really discouraging for everyone. Exactly. 
Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, the other day, you know, one of the only vocal uh, liberal Democrat mayors in the country about the immigration crisis has been uh, has been Eric Adams. Uh, you've got the idiot in charge of Chicago. He's not saying anything. You've got the idiot in charge of San Francisco. They're not saying anything. Eric Adams does. And lo and behold, he gets literally the FBI confronts him pub- publicly and takes away his smart devices. Do you think that he is uh, uh, a, a criminal or do you believe that the FBI has given him a smackdown? Because I think he's being I think he's getting a smackdown from the FBI under the control of Joe Biden and others. Well, you know, the thing is, my gut reaction was, like many of your listeners, you know, this is uh, Biden's revenge. Why? Yeah. Because Biden is not stepping up. And uh, what I'll, I'll leave uh, New York City Councilman Joe Borelli from Staten Island said that there's no smoking gun here. If this is, if this is what they're, they're hanging their hat on, Yes. So, it, look, this is nothing but Democrats yes. putting on a Broadway show uh, to try to demonize one of their own yes. uh, amid a crisis leading into the kickoff of caucuses and primaries starting in January. This is uh, really remarkable because... Um uh, this this is literally the same thing they did to Donald Trump. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Uh, this is uh, this should send a lot of people. Particularly, I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, how about uh, people of color in the country, knowing that the only mayor that the federal government is going after to dig up some sort of a crime and destroy his political career, it just happens to be a black mayor of New York City and a former cop. Yeah. Police captain. Yeah. This is the reason why many blacks and brown people, namely black men, are starting to defect from the yes. Democrat Party. For yes. situations like this, how, it's almost like they're sending a message, how dare you yep. think on your own? How dare you actually try to go and, and, de- and, and actually criticize the Democrat Party? We should uh, not demonize, but we should critique fairly all political candidates, whether right, center, or left. And it's very clear to the American people that I am so glad that many people in the Democrat Party are actually waking up. You know what he did? He tried to escape. He's trying to escape. So they had to send the hounds after him. I mean, seriously, years ago, years ago, years ago, Hillary Clinton said that there was a Republican Party plantation. There is no party that goes after people who try to escape like the Democrat Party, keeping them in line. And now they're going to destroy this guy politically because he had the balls. And although his balls are very tiny, I'll just say that I'm not speaking from experience or knowledge. It's just the way he uh, governs. But uh, but they they're going after him to ruin his career because he had the audacity to tell the the truth about the immigration crisis. I want to play some audio. You heard uh, Kathy Hochul talking about uh, monitoring and censoring Americans. I want to play this audio, a little bit of her yesterday, talking about using social media uh, surveillance to crack down on speech that she disagrees with. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see... We all know what this is about, don't we? Don't we, John Burnett, don't we know what this is all about? 
Totally. But it's not just across the aisle. It's also going after people, the demographic that you just mentioned, people who are leaving the plantation. Yes. They want to be able to hear the conversation, take action, and so forth. Why? Because they want to maintain power at the cost of freedom and privacy. So we need everyone to, forget party for a second, we need everyone who believes in freedom to enlist in this fight. Yes. This is not about arms. This is not the type of fight. The type of fight is the fight for freedom. Now, John, you uh, you were the first vice chairman of the New York GOP. Uh, I you know I don't believe right now in the election process in in states like New York. Certainly not Pennsylvania. Uh, do you? What are you hearing from uh, from people in New York uh, with regard to movement from the Democrat Party uh, toward uh, the Republican Party or just leaving the Democrat Party? What's what's the uh, the underground sentiment in New York State? Well, I'll give you my opinion and facts, which are the same in this situation. Let's look at the trends over the last several years. People have been have been actually uh, letting people know what their voice and what their feelings are through the voting patterns. When you look at Zeldin, Lee Zeldin, he ran a great race. We came with his 300,000 votes. That's not many votes when you look at New York statewide. Then when you look at the amount of the, we flipped the house. Technically, those five seats came out of New York, unheard of. Then yeah. when we look at New York City Council, we doubled our New York City Council seat. In fact, we won a seat in the Bronx. We haven't won a seat in the Bronx <laughs> in fifty years. Yeah, so yeah. People are saying, "Wait a second, this, we have no leadership." Uh, you know, even though Eric Adams, he looks great in the uh, in the suits that he's wearing. He has the flag, <laughs> but he yes. he doesn't have the courage, and, no. he, and, he, and he and he's not executing. And the craziness that that people are going through on the left with the smashing grabs, the protests, and everything, the, the the crime is out of control. People are saying, "Wait a second, this is." They might love the the, the ideals of certain democratic Democrat policies but they don't like the execution that they're seeing in New York. And they're saying, we can do better. So that's what we're hearing, and we're seeing it at the polls. Now, I saw this uh, video last week. Uh, people who are tearing down pictures of ch- kidnapped children and uh, and Jews and Americans uh, all over the city. And one New Yorker decided to call them out. This is classic New York. I want you to hear this. I'm sure you've heard of it. But uh, on the other side, uh, this is what we need. This is the New York we need. Jewish. He's not Jewish. Jewish. I don't know if he is or not. It doesn't I'm, I'm, I'm matter. This is in the U.S. This is New York City. You don't have a f***ing right to touch that shit. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag and say death to the Jews or America whenever you want. But we can put up f***ing signs, okay? We, then don't rip that down. You are doing something. You're offending us, motherfucker. Yeah, you are. When you throw that on the floor, you're littering the city. In a minute, I'm going to litter the f***ing floor with you. I love this guy. move the I love this guy, you know, calling out uh, people who are uh, literally tearing down pictures of kidnapped children uh, just to be uh, monstrous. Uh, That's the New York I like. That's the New York that made me love New York. When I grew up, I grew up in Iowa, but I always looked to New York because New Yorkers, they were never going to take any crap. You know, and you got something like that. You're going to kick your eye. You know, that's what I want to hear.
And I think that spirit is reawakening in places like New York City. What do you think? It's coming back, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's this old school New York that I love. I don't care yes. if you're black, white, Asian, that's the old New York. And, we, and, and that's what binds us together. It's coming yes. back. People are not going for the censorship. When, when people are speaking up, when they see the craziness, and, and the fact that, that, that every other word was a bleep, you know that's New York. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little bit more of that. Uh, we really, really do. We need some more of that. Because, you know, hey, listen, I'm, just, I'm this kid from the Midwest. Uh, I, the first time I visited New York literally was three years ago. I don't know if you knew that. But I always looked at the classic New Yorker as a patriotic American. New York was always a melting pot for me. I love the, the neighborhoods, the Irish neighborhoods, the Italian neighborhoods, the Jewish neighborhoods, the whatever. And, and that's America. And that is America. And that accent and that profanity, that's America right there. It has nothing to do with Iowa. It has nothing to do with Wisconsin, particularly, but it does have something to do with America. And we need that to come back. We need that uh, that New York to come back like it did after 9-11. Right. And, you, and, and I love the fact that he said, look, I'm not Jewish. He's not Jewish. But look, you don't have a right to do, take any sign down that we put. Yep. You, can you bet. what you want, but leave that sign alone. Yeah. We, we, but here's the thing. We, and I'm not excluding women. We need real men to stand up and get their voice back. Absolutely. We do. We need, we need to be able to, like this, this massive rally on the National Mall today. Uh, we need to, if, if there is any order or command from the left to disrupt or, or, uh, or injure people, we need about a hundred, uh, homeboys and hillbillies to get together and give them a beat down. Cause we cannot go down this road again. We cannot do 2020 again. American businesses, American business owners, the police cannot do this again. And this means defending our police too, because the police are going through the same crap different group of people, different leftist cause. So we have to step into the void and protect Jews. We need to protect our police. We need to protect patriotic Americans against these thugs, these leftist thugs. Uh, John Burnett, I appreciate you joining me today, my friend. Um, where can people find you on social media? Where, they, where can they follow you, sir? All my social media is I am John Burnett. I am John Burnett. Very good, my friend. Well, God bless you, and uh, I know if I'll talk to you before Thanksgiving, but I wish you a, a glorious Thanksgiving to you and your loved ones, okay? Likewise. Enjoy. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. We are enduring abuses and usurpations this includes uh, people of all colors and uh, some people who've been loyal uh, devotees to the democrat party are suddenly waking up and realizing what a crap show it has been particularly people of color uh, particularly uh, black men uh, and, and, you know, and, and I'll also throw in there, uh, to some degree, white men, particularly poor white men, uh, we've been emasculated. We've been uh, made to feel worthless. Um, they use us in times of war, but otherwise we are uh, uh, laughable. Um, and it's, it's time for us to assert ourselves um, in, in our relationships, and not, not in a, in a uh, uh, 
you know, sexist way, but, you know, be proud of being a man. Be proud of it. There's, there's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with masculinity. There's nothing wrong with femininity. We've been told, uh, feminine women are told that they should be ashamed of it. Masculine men are, are uh, you know, are po- always considered uh, toxic, etc. Well, you know what? The toxic men are kind of tired of all the bull crap, to be quite honest. Listen to this. this is, uh, these are uh, Hispanics being uh, interviewed about Joe Biden and what Joe Biden's policies are doing for uh, communities of color. It's kind of interesting. Wait till you hear how many jobs. And this is what I've said about uh, Joe Biden. I said the reason why the unemployment numbers are so low is because people are working two or three jobs. And uh, that is the case, actually. Are you happy with your vote for Joe Biden? Mm, well, I didn't see something, like, really change. Like, and I didn't see changes. Right now, I work in three jobs because yeah. I have to, like, pay more things. Like, my house is more expensive. New data shows Americans are digging themselves deeper into credit card debt, which is now hitting an all-time high. For the first time ever, the total credit card debt across the U.S. has topped $1 trillion. How's that second and third job working for you? I was in Costco the other day, and I bought, uh, well, normally for a family of four, uh, about $800 a month altogether, uh, all groceries, shampoo, toothpaste, all that. About $800 a month. And that's being, you know, pretty lenient. I went to Costco the other day. What normally runs me 250 was 375 I talked to a guy at Costco, one of the, the guys who works there. It's like, man, how are people getting along? How are people who are making it paycheck to paycheck affording to eat? It's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, I will never stop looking for yellow stickers at Walmart. I will never stop looking for rotisserie chicken discounted to $3.88. Whenever I'm at Walmart, I get five of them. And I make chicken salad and chicken soup, and I put it in the freezer. I will never get over that. Because I know what it's like to be without, and there are so many without. And then to rub, rub your face in it. In Chicago, they brought in all these illegals where, where black unemployment is is higher than any other group, and they have a job fair for illegals. Take advantage of all the opportunities available here. Now, nearly 500 refugees from Venezuela, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Ukraine have registered and showed up to the job fair at the Misericordia home. With the help of interpreters, refugees are meeting with dozens of representatives in healthcare, manufacturing, hospitality, logistics, and many more. More than 400... Just step over the body of those black people. It's no big deal, Chicago. I told you they like to make a mess and rub your face in it, don't they? Yeah. I want to go to Gene real quick here in Annapolis. Gene, real quick, you got about a minute or so. Go ahead. All right, buddy. I just want to tell you two things. Thank you for uh, keep hammering at them rat guys. And uh, yeah. they did know it was Hunter's cocaine because once he tripped on a rug while he was high in the White House, they thought he was dead when they rolled him over. It looked like he made his own chalk outline. <laughs> He always looks like he had a powdered donut for breakfast, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does, sir. You keep hammering them people, babe. Uh, all right, Gene. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. You know, right, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, we're not stupid. We're not stupid, you morons. Are you kidding me? If if Joe Scarborough, who's such a just a what's the word I'm looking for? Human turd. Yeah, he's a human turd. Uh, you know, for him to say, oh, yeah, Joe Biden doesn't have dementia. Hunter Biden, why could you think that Hunter Biden would have cocaine in the White House? I mean, honestly, they just deserve your derision. They just deserve you making fun of them. It's just uh, just remarkable. All right, so more of your calls coming up. And then and a little bit later, Jim Gossett has put together a uh, a Pope Francis song that is 
a masterpiece. That's coming up. And uh, this is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. This is the Rob Carson Show. And this would be hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. What's going on in Spain? I want that to come here. I want millions of patriotic Americans to flood the streets and say no to this tyrannical government. And we do have a tyrannical government. Everybody knows it. You're not fooling anybody. Uh, we know that we are being abused. We know that the federal government doesn't give a crap about you and me. They'd rather send billions and billions of dollars uh, overseas. Sounds like sounds like the Ukrainian war effort is doing a, a face plant. It's, it sounds like the issue is being forced and they're going to have to stop. Why, why is there no declaration of a ceasefire over there? I just want to know. Why is there no declaration of a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine? <laughs> They, they want one. They want Israel to stop bombing the snot out of uh, Hamas. Why is there no? Why is there no concern for Ukrainian citizens? You know, isn't that isn't that quite telling? Well, it should be. Let's go to Michelle real quick in Westminster. She's been holding. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm glorious. What's going? What's on your mind today? Well, I listened to John, uh, one of your previous callers, and yes. it reminded me that sometimes we have to remind each other about hope and that we yes. need to live our best life. And that hope is what God gave us as the light to beat back evil. Yes. Well, Michelle, I, uh, I am a big believer in hope. Hope is necessary. Hope is not the weapon that we need, though. Uh, we need we need resolve. We need resolve. We need righteous indignation. We need to become ungovernable. But hope is something. When you give up hope, trust me, Michelle. I know this. You you know my story. There was a time that I gave up hope. That I couldn't see. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I literally. I was I was ready to die and I was saved. I realized that I I was only helped when I had given up. I was only saved, I should say. I was helped right. along the way, but I wasn't saved until I gave up. But I we cannot give up. We cannot get there. That's why I say Michelle, we have to say as focused as the founders. We have to. And, yeah, and, and, that, and, and part of that is with, with the hope and our resolve. And if, but this is all being done specifically yes. to inflict the most amount of pain possible. With yes. every single thing that they're doing, there are trillions of dollars on the line. Yes. There are empires and legacies at stake for these folks that want to control everything under the sun. Well, I say we I say we kick their ass, Michelle. How about you? Big time. Big time. And part of that is by standing up and saying, no, you're not going yeah. to get me with this. You're not going to, I'm not going to allow you. No one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Yeah. I, uh, I said this all along when people told me I couldn't talk about this or that or I was restricted on, on uh, social media. I said, screw you. I live in a country with the First Amendment. My opinion is sacrosanct, even if it's wrong, and it never is, by the way. It never was with regard to all the bull crap that they called misinformation. But, you know, we have to just realize we are not just instruments of taxation and production. Bull crap. They can't do anything without us. They can't feed themselves without us. 
Amen. We are we the people, and we are the ones that have and hold the power. We just have to remember that that is our responsibility. That is yeah. our duty to be the one that says no to our tyrannical government. That is the whole purpose of a constitutional republic. Yep. It's yep. just on our shoulders, and it's up to us to do it. Yeah, and we're not going to. We're not about to let. We're not allowed, We're not going to let America fall on our watch, Michelle. No, and Rob, I'm not going to see you on Thursday. I'm ah, very sorry. That's okay. Um, my mom's having surgery tomorrow. She lives in Western Pennsylvania, and I'm headed up there now. All right. And so I'm going to miss you and Jim, and I severely apologize for that. No. But no, 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 no. You, you, you got to do what you got to do, Michelle. God bless you, and have a glorious uh, holiday, Christmas. If you, if you do Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I Amen. am a true American patriot. Of I celebrate every one of them. All right, you take care of yourself, Michelle. God bless. I want to mention something real quick, and I'm only going to be brief on this, um, because I, uh, I have to be the rock in my family right now. Um, my family is about to experience a profound and deep loss. It is something that we've known about for a year. Uh, my wife's mother uh, is probably not going to make it to Christmas. I have vowed to my family and my wife that I am going to get us through this and what I would ask you to do, if you wouldn't mind, if you would say a prayer for Mary, if you would say a prayer for my wife and my kids, okay? I'm gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. But if you wouldn't mind, will you pray for them? I know that uh, my boss, his uh, mother-in-law is going through a similar circumstance at the same time. I would ask that you pray for her as well. And I know that many of you, <clears throat> maybe have lost someone or have uh, a, a, an impending loss. And uh, speaking to what Michelle said about hope, all you can do right now is be there. All you can do is make them understand how much they've meant and how much they've impacted you in their time on this earth. So if you would please pray for Mary, I would really appreciate it. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <sighs> We got a lot of stuff going on right now. You may recall a couple years ago, all of a sudden, all the toilet paper, all the paper products were gone. Then you went over to the meat section; it was empty too. What happens when that's your uh, when your drugstore, when it's your pharmacy? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Well, you might consider, considering all the nonsense we're going through right now, to get in touch with a wellness company. The wellness company was uh, put together by uh, Dr. Peter McAuliffe, among others, one of the most censored people in American history during COVID. He spoke out on ivermectin. He spoke out on hydroxychloroquine, was censored. You can get those medicines in your emergency kit from the wellness company. ZPAC, other life-saving medication from anything, from, from a skin infection to a bioweapon to COVID to a mosquito bite, all of that. Here's what you need to do. They have a website set up, and I've got mine right here. I'm not <laughs> it, it is right here, my med medical kit. Just go to twc.health slash Carson, twc.health slash Carson. Use my name, get 10% off. 
Get it done. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important than your medicine. TWC.health slash Carson. If you would do that, it would be greatly appreciated. I want to introduce, first of all, great topic. Second of all, brilliant piece of production. I'm going to share this. A lot of the times I don't tell you about what it takes to write comedy and be creative. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time. I uh, started writing comedy for Rush Limbaugh in 1990, right out of college, uh, and I've been writing it ever since. And, and I've continued to hone what I do over the years. Any comedian worth their salt does that. They hone their skills, and they get better. Jim Gossett is one of those people. Jim Gossett, I began working with a few years ago. Uh, he is a creative genius. He is, uh, fortunately, now has a national platform so I can share it with you. He has an appreciation of great comedy. He is an acolyte of Mel Brooks, like me. And all of the great comedians who've come before us, liberal, conservative, Jewish, not Gentile, all we are we are students of comedy. This piece that he did, I I consider it to be pretty close to a masterwork, a la Mel Brooks. This is about Pope Francis. I don't like this pope. This pope is not my pope. I am a Catholic. This man is a socialist. This man is a a shadow, a shadow of uh, Pope John Paul II. Pope John Paul II uh, raised the bar. This man is a socialist. He puts politics first. He is booting conservative bishops out of the church. I have no respect for this pope. I do not recognize him as my pope. You can say all you want about this, you devout Catholics. I don't care. He uh, he is not my pope. He won't be. That said, this is a masterful piece of catechismal comedy. We'll just call it catechismal comedy about uh, friends. The pope is irresponsible. Oh, this is beautiful. Call me anti-biblical. Listen. Throw in quite unscriptural too. Did it sound effortless? Listen to that. Will my recent edicts cause schism? You think I never heard of the catechism? Climate change radical. Tell me I'm too liberal. Sabbatical. Open borders. <laughs> I'm inclined to assume. Call me irresponsible. Yes, it's undeniable. The most left wing pope we've ever had. The way I've led the church is bad. Oh, my goodness. That's just so bad. That's just brilliant. (laughs) It's just brilliant. I I love it. I love it. I love it. Everything about it. And, you know, you kind of want Let me explain something. I'm going to just open the door here, give you a little sneak peek. A lot of times I use songs that are familiar. 
you know, I grew up Gen X. I did 20 years of radio, music radio. So I know every damn pop song ever since 1956. Everyone through 2013, 2014. So I have a working knowledge of all of these songs. I write songs that fit Jim. Jim writes songs that fit Jim that are relatable that everybody can enjoy. So even though that is a song that is uh, Call Me Irresponsible, an old standard like a Sinatra, uh, it, it can appeal to Gen Z. It can appeal to Gen X. It can appeal to boomers. It can appeal to the World War II generation because they're evergreen songs. They're classic songs. And he uses those songs in his vocal style and his incredible lyrics to create genius. And that's what that is. I mean, you, you go to Saturday Night Live, you go to all these shows that have 50 writers, and you got me and Jim Gossett every day coming in here. And that man, that Jim Gossett, can come up with two of those every damn day, sometimes even three. Absolute genius. We're going to be in uh, Baltimore on stage this Thursday night. We're going to get video. We're going to do our level best to get great video. So if you can't be there, then you'll be able to see it. You're going to be able to see me on stage doing what I do, and I do it, I think, pretty well, uh, bringing comedy and issues and all this. And then we're turning it over to Jim. He's going to do about 20 minutes of material. Then we're going to do songs. Then we're going to unleash, and we're going to create something pretty cool. And I'm going to tell you, I know that this is important. When I wrote for Rush, I knew that comedy was an important and powerful way to make a point, to get a point across, to deride those people in power who, who uh, abuse us. That's why some of the greatest sages in world history were comedians. You don't sometimes refer to uh, old uh, uh, pundits. Sometimes you do. But, but if you really want like a gauge of the bizarre nonsense going on in popular culture, what do you do? You go back to Carlin. You know, you go back to whoever. They're some of the greatest disruptors in the history of mankind. That's why comedy is always to the fore on this show, because it makes us unique. And all of the other conservative blogosphere out there, this is what we do the best. So I hope you enjoyed that. All right, back to the other stuff coming up on the other side of this break. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. So you heard that David Axelrod, Axelrod, sorry, I get that confused there. I always forget if there's an O there or not. But anyway, David Axelrod, uh, he, uh, he pointed out the obvious, which is Joe Biden, uh, his brain isn't working. He was very polite about it. I'm not going to be so polite about it. Joe Biden's got dementia. Duh. And, and honestly, I don't have time to debate about it. Please call me and debate me whether or not Joe Biden has dementia. Please, honestly. Uh, go ahead. I mean, I'm just, I mean, honestly, not stupid. I also think Hunter, the, the Coke was probably for Hunter in the White House. The Coke that they found in the White House for the first time in history. While Hunter Biden, the biggest Cokehead in the history of the country politically, uh, aff affiliated with a, with a president, lived in the White House. Oh, no, couldn't be Hunter Biden. Deep, 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 deep. Dear Lord. So anyway, uh, uh, Joe Biden, in a, I guess a, a period of uh, lucidity, called uh, David Axelrod a uh, uh, P-word for Richard, or a, uh, a P-Rick is what I'll call it. <laughs> and here's what, uh, here's what David Axelrod had to say about that. The one uh, number in the polling that was concerning, uh, and in the CNN poll uh, that followed after the New York Times. He's being very kind about this. Poll had to do with age, and that's one thing you can't uh, reverse yeah. it, no matter how, his age. how effective Joe Biden is behind the scenes. It brain don't work. 
uh, in front of the camera, what he's projecting is uh, causing people concerns, yeah. and, and that, huh. that's worrisome. The president called you a word that because we are live in London, I am not allowed to say on television, but it starts with a P and ends with K. Uh, your response? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be the first, I guess, in my many years in politics. Listen, I understand he was irritated because... Uh, his I brain don't can, work. It's because his brain doesn't work. Concerns that many, many Democrats had. And again, you know, my feeling is either get out or get going. There you go. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be able to go. So just get out. And he's not going to make it. But you know what they're doing on the left now? They're trying to make Trump like Hitler. H Trump is Hitler and Mussolini. Even though Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden uh, said this, L Joe Biden stood in front of uh, Independence Hall, bathed it in red light and called half the country enemies of the state. We must be stronger, more determined and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very... That sounds kind of uh, Nazi-esque. ...democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Nah. We just have to vote. 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 And that includes all you dead people. All of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is, uh, this is this is Steve Bannon talking about uh, uh, what is steering Trump voters. Yes. Everyone has to kiss the ring. Everyone has yes. to espouse the fake election. Well, these are the same guys who confronted Carrie Lake from uh, from Showtime. And uh, Steve Bannon gave him a little what fur about Donald Trump. Election fraud or not else the they are, they're excommunicated. Not excommunicated, but you're not part of this movement. This is kind of the inner workings of this civil war between the Republican establishment and MAGA. And in there, you have litmus tests, okay? And one of the litmus tests is, is Trump. not just President Trump, yes. but also particularly the stealing of the 2020 election. What? You can't that say that. That is a fundamental tenet of this movement. You can't say By that. By the way, they've made it all about Trump, okay? This movement is ascendant and is going to go on long after Donald Trump is going to get more powerful and broader. Even if a Democrat was to win, there's no compromise here. What you're saying is even if Trump lost to Biden, there's no going back to the old no, Republican Party. No, farther right yes. than Trump. Yes. Farther right. President Trump is a moderate in our movement. Yeah. You're going to pine in future years that you wished Donald Trump was around. Now, here's what's going on. The movement is necessary. Okay, and it is a patriotic movement that uh, espouses the founding principles of the country that made us into the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Okay, that's what it is. Donald Trump had to be was the person who came along, who uh, was the first person with the ability to and the unflinching resolve to preach those principles. He went into office. He did what he said he was going to do, which I have not seen in my lifetime in Washington, D.C., with the exception of Ronald Reagan. But Donald Trump put the pedal to the metal on it. Okay, so Donald Trump has taken a movement, a seed that was growing, and made it blossom. Oh, that was just so. Oh my God, it's so fantastic, and and made it blossom. And like I said, the old GOP, the old guard GOP, is done. Is done, and they need to embrace. They call it populism. No, it's not. It's the love of country, the love of your fellow man, the defense of our country, the defense of our border, and the celebration of the great American melting pot that it has always been that the left has convinced you you need to hate. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about.
Let's take a break and come back. Final half hour of the Rob Carson Show. Right ahead. Oh, I love me some Metallica. I got a subwoofer on my tailgate of my Bronco. You haven't heard this song until you've heard it from a, what is it, a 12 or a 16-inch subwoofer. (laughs) It's like, who's the middle-aged man over there vibrating my windows? It's not rap. (laughs) I love it, I love it, I love it. So, uh, the left, their new uh, talking point is... uh, Trump is Hitler, all right? And uh, and honestly, here's what I say. You call Trump Hitler, you're calling me Hitler, and you're in for a fight, okay? You you call Trump uh, uh, Mussolini or whatever, you're calling all of us that. And you be ready for a fight, because I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to take my friends and neighbors who are uh, supporters, MAGA supporters, and I'm not going to be demonized like this. This has been done before. This has been done before throughout history, and it usually ended up in the opposition being destroyed. We ain't going to go there. Right, But this is uh, Joe Scarborough comparing Donald Trump to Hitler when the opposite is true, when Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are very Hitlerian. Again, he's lifting straight from the 1930s, straight from... Hold on, here it is. ...fascist thin. I know there are a lot of of professors that don't want to go there. They say, oh, well, maybe it's not fascism yet. But you see January 6th, you see Donald... That was the Reichstag. That was an event that was organized by the left. Trump praising the people that stormed the Capitol, tried to overthrow America. No, they didn't. There was no damage to the interior of the Capitol, not one bit. American democracy. And they there were no weapons. Use the same words that Nazis in Germany used in the 30s and Mussolini like used what? in Italy. Like what? Wait, what do you want to call it? Like, yeah, you know what? You're full of crap. Uh, the Democrats and Donald Trump did not sack the United States of America the summer of 2020, murder 30 people, including one police officer, and cause $2 billion worth of damage. That's Kristallnacht. That's Germany. Okay? The United States, the Trump, the Trump supporting uh, 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 America first did not engage the government and get the government to censor all speech in opposition to the government using multiple government agencies. The uh, <clears throat> the Trump supporters did not use the FBI to weaponize the justice system against a candidate and his supporters. So enough is enough. Stop this reverse crap. You're, nobody's buying it. Maybe your, your increasingly uh, smaller audience on MSNBC does, but it doesn't work. This is Jen Asaki. I think we need some hot sake, don't we? Here she is, like she's a big spokesperson for anything, talking about the evil of Donald Trump. And yet, the hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. No, he's the worst candidate ever and the worst president ever. We have to understand what the alternative is What is here. that? What is the alternative? If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy. Oh, kind of like they did with January 6th protesters, uh, Catholics attending a traditional Latin mass, and people who protest against CRT and transgender nonsense in schools. Unleash troops on protesters and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to align his administration with people who will actually help him do it. Of course, of course. But sure. Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Oh, dear God in heaven. Wow, just wow. Wow, just wow. I want you to listen to this. 
I want you to listen to this man and see if he's Hitler or Mussolini. Just listen to it. We, the citizens of America, we are now joined in a great national effort mm -hmm. to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Oh, that's Nazi right there, yeah. Together, we will determine the course of America and the world. I don't think he's excluding anybody. For many, many years to come. Is any, he's calling anybody fascists or enemies of democracy like he's called us? We will face challenges. We will confront hardships. But we will get the job done. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Oh, yeah, Nazi. The forgotten men and women of our country. Yeah, by the way, the, uh, the government under Democrats used something created by Joseph Stalin in 1923, and that was to create a disinformation governance board. Uh, Stalin called it disinformatia. Uh, those who were convicted of disinformatia when he was in charge were either converted or were sent to death camps. So there's that. Unbelievable. Oh, and this, and here's another thing, real quick. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. Um, uh, I have a great deal of respect for uh, the Hispanic community. Um, you know, a lot of the times people lump in the Hispanic community with illegals coming across the border. Uh, not the case particularly right now in history. Uh, you know, uh, they're hardworking people south of the border uh, who, who, uh, who legitimately, I mean, they, it's kind of interesting because in south of the border you see brown people doing the same thing they do up here, but they do it uh, for much more money here because the same uh, idiots are in charge in Mexico as are in charge here, all right? And, and, and so, you know, I, I meet uh, Hispanics all the time. And, uh, for instance, I remember one time we had a house... We were doing some work in the house. Young gentleman was next door painting with a crew in the house. A Hispanic gentleman. I think it was Nicaraguan. Anyway, comes over. I said, hey, man, just give me a quick, you know, because they were these really high part of the ceiling that I don't want to climb up. I said, how much would be this? And, and I talked to him, and he speaks incredible English. And you've been told, by the way, uh, white people and, and native-born um, uh, native Americans, okay, like me, I was born here. Um, we've been told that if we tell someone who comes from another country they speak good English, it's racist. Right. And I told the guy, I said, hey, man, I just want you to know it's really nice to talk to you. And it's nice that you could speak to an English speaking customer as fluently as you do, because that means a lot to me for understanding. And he goes, thank you. And he took me to the door and he looked outside and in the driveway of the, the, the place next door is this truck. It's an F-350 uh, right down those trucks, about uh, 85 grand F-350 ladders, whatnot on the back. And he said to me, he goes, I want you to hear this. He goes, the guys who don't speak English. Drive the truck. The man who speaks English owns the truck. And I saw that, and I, and I see so many hardworking Hispanics. I mean, I live literally right across over here, right across the highway from me. Neighborhoods, uh, duplexes. Out in front of them, you'll see like four or five ladder trucks, pickups with ladders, drywall, all that in the back. And they're Hispanic people busting their ass here, busting their ass. And the Democrat Party, it isn't about fulfilling a dream for them. It's about doing menial labor cheaply. That's what Democrats want. I want those people to live the American dream, to come here legally and live the American dream. I'm even taking Spanish. I, I took Spanish in high school four years. I, took, I double majored in college because I knew it, the language. And, and I've never been to France, but I've been to Mexico so many times. 
And I would love to be able to speak fluent Spanish with people who, who I mean, honestly, bust their asses like nobody you could ever know. And so, uh, not in favor of the open border, but I am in favor of the Hispanic people who, uh, who you know, deserve our respect and our admiration, because they do. They make America work. I'm not saying legal immigrants and those who become citizens. All right? There you go. That said, the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party, which is a joke, the Democrat Party that has uh, defunded the police has caused chaos in cities around America, opened the southern border. Uh, now we've got anti-Semitic protests calling all over the country because uh, uh, higher academia has become a, uh, a uh, Marxist factory, right? And then on top of all of that, one of the bases of the Latin language, any Latin language, by the way, any Latin-based language, France, for instance, uses masculine and feminine because there are two sexes, masculine and feminine, male and female. And so the language is based on that. So, for instance, in French, uh, you would say uh, a car. A car is a voiture. And a car, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a female, uh, la voiture. Don't tell my Bronco that. He'll get pissed off. But, but, you know, they use masculine or feminine. That's just the way it is. My, my French teacher in high school used to say, how can I tell if a table is masculine or feminine? And her answer was, look between its legs. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> anyway, it is the core of the language and the core of the society, a society that embraces femininity and embraces masculinity and realize the combination are the yin and yang. They are. Nothing against you if you're gay, whatever. I don't care if you're a feminine man. I don't care if you're a masculine woman. I don't care. But masculine and feminine is, that's how we reproduce. That's how God made it. There you go. And you've got Democrats who want to erase the, uh, the, the uh, Latin language, the Spanish language, and they want to call, instead of female Latinos, Latinas, they want to call both Latinas, women, Latinos, men, Latinx, and uh, Maria Salazar in the U.S. House is done with that stupid crap. The chair now recognizes the gentlewoman from Florida, Ms. Salazar. Thank you. I rise today in support of my amendment, which would simply prohibit the executive branch from using the term Latinx in official public documents. It's an insult. Although 98% of Latinos reject the term X, what? The White House has made a point to continue referring to... Because white liberals think they know better than you little brown people. To us, the Latinos, as Latin X. Mr. P Mr. Speaker, let's talk about the epidemic of wokeness in our community. Yeah, please. Wokeness has taken over our schools and our children, and yeah. now it wants to take over the Hispanic culture. Uh -uh. The reality is that the Hispanic language has two genders, masculine and feminine. Masculine. Male feminine. and female. <clears throat> Me. Period. There is no X. But a new generation wants to modify a universal Hispanic reality. It wants to erase a grammatical rule that has been in place for centuries. Yeah. Um, fight like hell. Okay. It's nonsense. We can stop this. All you got to do is say no. Everybody recognizes that 98% of Latinos and Latinas say bullcrap. So there you go. You know, they can say all they want. All you got to do is say no. All you got to do is say no. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of similar. I had mentioned earlier, uh, two-thirds of, of California residents say the economy's tanking, low wages, high rents driving millions to consider moving out of the state, like Joe Rogan and Mark uh, Wahlberg. You know why? Because California Democrats have made California uh, into a uh, crap hole. 
it it is it is Eden on Earth, but they've made it into a crap hole. And and Gavin Newsom is inviting uh, Xi Jinping over for a visit. And what he did is he shoved all of the uh, the results of his policies, including the uh, homeless policies that he instated in 2008 in San Francisco, which they spent a billion dollars on that failed, more than a billion dollars, and what he's done to the state. So what he's done is he's taken all the problems of homelessness, all of the problems of the Tenderloin District, and moved them out just like a dictator, and he's uh, power washing the sidewalks and all of this. It is remarkable how tone deaf it is and he just moved all the crack addicts and all of this into the uh, in the uh, neighborhood surrounding so all of the neighborhoods are enduring that that's that's your dear leader in california that's why he's never going to be the president he's never going to be but this is uh this is gavin newsom this is how uh blatant he is this is the guy who while you were suffering and your business were closed went to the french laundry a restaurant you'll never be able to afford to eat at and he took his friends for a birthday party and they didn't wear masks and they drank wine uh that cost a thousand dollars a bottle all right so he lives by a different set of rules he is an elite he literally kind of uh announced his candidacy for president on chinese soil and here he is admitting what he has done, which is uh, sweep the, uh, the remnants of his policies out of the way so San Francisco cannot look like the crap hole that Democrats have made it into. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Uh, now, normally he'd say, well, no, but that's not true because we No, he admits it. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true. For months and months and months. How about do it for the people before the communists come, you moron? Oh, but he decided to double down on it. Listen. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house. You're going to clean up the house. Oh, clean up the house. World leaders. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place. San Francisco. Hey, that is fantastic. So now I'm going to do this little gift to you Gen Zers out there from uh, right around the uh, the year 2003. Come on, everybody, let's clean up the house. Let's right, go. Kevin. Come on, everybody, let's clean up the house. Clean up the house. Clean up the house. Everybody clean up the house. Come on, you too. Clean up the house. Everybody clean up the house. Hey! Mr. Crackpipe over there. That's from Baron the Big Blue House. That's uh, I, I raised two millennials. That's or our Gen Zers. That's that's why I know. Thought I'd take you down that uh, memory lane for you. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. So, uh, 17,000 people have signed a petition slamming the non-binary and transgender extravaganza Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. 
So I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but 70,000 people to sign an online petition decrying a non-binary and transgender extravaganza in the upcoming Thanksgiving Day Parade over two gender non-conforming performers in the lineup. So I don't know if this is just two people who are just performing or if it's like turning over the entire parade to this nonsense. If it is, then it's over for the parade. Then it's over the parade. You know, if they decide to in- embrace this woke to this degree... We will say, uh, don't bleep the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Don't, 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 don't. Because we will walk right away from it. We will. Hey, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders absolutely kicks butt. SHS is what we call her. SHS announced yesterday she's not only booting Chinese companies out of the state. They cannot buy farmland. They're, They're repossessing the land from them. Did you know that? But also they found a gigantic lithium deposit in Arkansas. They make the batteries that we are relying on China for because of Joe Biden. Listen to SHS yesterday. Today, ExxonMobil is announcing that they are drilling their first lithium well in our state, Uh-oh. tapping into the vast smackover formation that sweeps across the southern part of Arkansas. Wow. Lithium is critical for batteries and other energy products. And right now, the vast majority of it is produced overseas. And a lot of Democrats are on it. But hopefully, that will not be the case much longer. (laughs) Exxon's Mm. first well will be near Magnolia in Columbia County. And if this first venture is successful, you can expect wells all around South Arkansas. This is big. This is big. Cutting our reliance on China. Screw China. I love it. I just love it. Uh, You know, there's a lot of places like around Bentonville. That's one of the fastest growing areas in the country, A, because it's beautiful, and B, because there's so much money going there, Walmart's headquartered there and all that. She's going to make Arkansas into Texas, into Tennessee, into Florida. I'm not kidding. Arkansas is a beautiful state. I mean, you wanna, if you want to go just, just uh, canoeing in a clear waters that are gorgeous with rocky bottoms, it's beautiful, beautiful. Southern Missouri, Arkansas, it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, oh, oh, listen to this. This is hilarious. So a Disney World is rolling out pronoun pins for its employees. Stop it! According to multiple workers at the theme park, uh, Disney uh, Epcot employees now can fill out a form with their preferred pronouns to be added to their name pin by scanning a QR code. The uh, initiative is still voluntary, according to the employees. Uh, and, and the forum says, hi, everyone. We're excited to announce pronoun name tags in our area. Pronoun name tags help us understand each other more and bring a positive impact to the community. So they want to do this for janitorial people, custodial people. And it's, uh, I mean, honestly, what the hell? You got people there whose main purpose is cleaning up vomit. You know, I mean, let's face it, uh, there's a lot of vomit, a lot of other things uh, there. And, and, uh, and, and suddenly thrusting this on the, the vomit patrol and the people who clean up your mess, uh, that you've got you to refer to them as their pro. Do you think they have more important things to do? Honestly? My daughter just went to Disney with my son about a year ago, just on her own. And she went on this... Uh, uh, ride it's uh whatever anyway you, you ride on the back of this animal and everything she ended up doing hurling all over the place i mean just like like i did on when i was uh, on the sailboat a couple weeks ago in mexico same thing yeah this is what they need this is what custodians need at uh, at epcot in disney let's take a break come back this is the rob carson show all right guys that's going to do it for the show today was pretty darn good some new satire great interviews and whatnot go to newsmax.com slash listen and share with others will you god bless you israel america and uh until tomorrow don't catch the stupid i'll see you then